welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host of this program. And thank you for joining me as I travel through all the different modalities of health and wellness and, you know, child development, caring for our elders. Today we have someone, a very, very special spirit on my show today. She has spoken with us at each of our virtual world yoga and meditation conferences back, way back since uh, 2010, 2011, and this year 2012. A wonderful spirit, a bright spirit who continues to guide us in our paths, a master intuit. It brings me great joy to introduce you all to Anatara Buckley. Hello, Anatara. Blessing. <laughs> Uh, hello, Christina, and blessings to you as well. Thank you so much for joining us here on the YHTV's Trinity of Life. We've been wanting to get you on this show for so long. <laughs> it, it feels it feels just perfect. I'm, I'm just delighted to be here. And uh, Anatar is joining us all the way from Salt Spring Island, British Columbia, Canada, which uh, that's where she lives most of the time. I have a feeling that after her last excursion, though, she might be moving. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Anatara, can you share with our audience a little bit about what it is you do? Uh, yes. It's, as always, whenever I am um, presented with this question or this idea, I sort of look around inside to assess what really really is appropriate and helpful in describing who I am and what do and, and what I do uh, I feel that what I do and what I'm really working at doing is becoming a a more and more effective facilitator of each individual's um, development and journey and and sort of coming to coming to be of who they really are. So the words always seem so so small and so inaccurate when I try to describe this, but really what I'm after, I can explain what I'm after in what I do, is is finding the that gentle heart space inside each individual and allowing that individual to see that the things we feel hold us back really are not obstacles and the the, the stories that we, that we tell ourselves and carry inside us about who we are and what makes us um effective or non-effective happy or unhappy um glamorous or or not so glamorous that those things might not really have much to do with who we are mm. who are who we are as our heart can speak and who we are as our heart can talk to us and to the to the world and for each of us there are so many levels of of um damp dampening fields i think that's a good way to describe it these dampening fields that that keep us from expressing what we might really be feeling wants to come through us or or keep us from showing the world and showing ourselves who we are because we're afraid for some reason so when i when i you know what what do i do in private practice i would would just speak to an individual while i intuitively listen to what's coming through about them to find out what very simple thing we could access mm -hmm. that would take away many levels of that dampening so that the individual feels safe, feels calm, can start to feel harmonious within their lives, can make decisions and choices that seemed really hard to do. So that that sort of expresses what I do. <laughs> there, there's a huge element to my to my existence, which is on a completely intuitive level. And what that really means is that I, I step out of what my mind might want to tell me is accurate or valid or so, and I listen instead to what's coming through from all of the signals around me, um, the signals in the multiverse. This is, this is a word that I've just recently started to use and just love mm -hmm. because there are so many, so many dimensional possibilities through which we can receive information. And I'm, and I'm talking about the dimensions that are here in the physical as well as the other dimensional dimensions. There is nothing really that our 
beings, physical and spiritual, or however else we want to look at it, energetic. There is nothing, there is nothing in this world that we cannot perceive. And there is nothing in this world that speaks to us really in any way that our heart cannot comprehend. Mm. So so if I am here to to do anything, it's to let each person that I know and each person that I work with and each person that I guide or assist or just help and love to know that they are these these multidimensional creatures in a multiverse mm. without any limitations. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes uh, total sense to me. <laughs> but I do agree with you. And I, I, I think uh, from uh, speaking with others, uh, it's your ability to find the simplicity that people are able to connect with. Because I, you know, it's everything is so, it can get so confusing as we have all these levels of, well, I, I tend to call it drama in our lives, you know, all the, the levels and levels of drama because we're not living in the present moment. If we live in the present moment, then all that other stuff doesn't matter, does it, right? <laughs> because we're Correct. present. But when we're just so full and, and it's almost like the pot runneth over and, and it's like, where do I start? Where do I go? Where, you know, what do I do first? And to have someone like yourself bring it down to the simplest form is like music to one's ears. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's, it's music. It's music to the soul. Mm. It's, it's a sense of, it's a sense. I, I love the way you've just described it for me. Thank you. It's what happens is that the soul says, someone heard me. Someone knows what I need. You know, there is there is a being in this world, there's a human being that really can access what my difficulty is or what my tension is, what my pain is. And in that simplicity is the simplicity of the solution. Mm-hmm. We, we, as you know, as you said, there's so many complications. We feel so many of those, those layers and it's the layers of the, of distress and pain and, and fear and discomfort, as well as the layers of the multiverse that are speaking to us all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and to have someone like me pinpoint it, give you the simplicity of what the journey could be and what you can do to find your way through even individual things, one thing at a time. I know that it's that a resonance occurs, and and it's a resonance between the individual and their environment, and a resonance between an individual and their life that sometimes suddenly is so clear that they know what they can do next. Mm. It, it's 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 problem solving, it's solution finding um, through through you know through the heart through being accepted, through being loved, through being seen, through being acknowledged. And that's sometimes all that's required. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, Anatara, what influenced you onto this path? I mean, was it from childhood? Was it sometime in your mm-hmm. life that you had a major transition that you realized that you had these gifts? Okay. Uh, a combination of many things. Um, I did a... Bef- as an adult, I did a, a birthing experience. I had a you know an experience of coming into life in, in being born in this lifetime, and I remember experiencing myself in my mother's womb, and just you know feeling this bubbliness, feeling this effervescence, feeling this giddiness that said, "Let me out! <laughs> I am ready, and I am so excited about coming into this experience of this particular life." And and that's a feeling that I have never been able to squelch <laughs> or suppress. I'm sure your mother was really yeah. happy. <laughs> she was like, oh, this baby wants to come out now. <laughs> I, I think she, she told me that. <laughs> and and so it's it's this this um this feeling that life was was here for me. Life was here for me to experience and life was here to be good to me. And and I know that's how I look at things. Always have looked at things. Um, at times that people have said to me, "Oh, you're just an airhead," because they dismissed <laughs> my, my my happiness. 
<laughs> they couldn't believe that my pure joy, even in the things that didn't didn't seem very, um, you know, very could could seem very unhappy to others, didn't seem happy to me. But I always found a way to see what the benefit of that was. So even in moments when I've struggled, or when relationships have ended, or when I was sad, let's say about my mother's death, for instance, I always knew that I was gaining. And that there was some balance happening. There was a, a restoration of something occurring all the time. So I suppose as I've become an, you know, an older woman, that balance um, is, more, is more solid. It's, I can describe it better. I can articulate it. I can explain what it's like to feel that, that, that we are balanced, that there's an, sort of an infinite number of things we could get caught in and feel horrible about, and there are an infinite number of things that we can feel happy about. And if we move around with it somewhere in the middle, we, we find a harmony, a harmony that is not easily you know, dissuaded in either direction. And, and this is, that's another thing that I really like to help, help people find for themselves. So I started out that way. I was given a, a family and a mother who gave me everything that I needed to be um, a very capable person. I was loved. I was respected. I was honored. I was listened to. I never doubted but that everything I said, my mother took quite seriously, seriously and absolutely believed. And she always worked with me through respect. I, I wasn't dismissed because I was a child. I wasn't equal. So I, I grew up knowing and believing that the deepest and most important things to me, and even some of the frivolous things, were of value to to her, to my environment, to my family. So as, as I sort of moved through life, I knew that what I needed to do was to be this facilitator, you know, a facilitator for, for people from what I saw to be suffering into... Um, you know, an, an easier way of being, an easier way of gliding through life rather than struggling through life. And so a lot of, in, in that way, a lot of things that I did um, took on a caretaker kind of role. So I did a lot of, um, I worked in nursing homes as a teenager. I took care of my elder, elderly grandparents. I then moved into working with special needs children's and, children and adults. Mm-hmm. I started to work with, through home support, um, in palliative care with the, with the dying, with their families. I worked with quadruple and paraplegics and and all of these things brought through this this resonance this this brilliance of the effervescence of being that no matter what sort of state we're in there is this this place where you can find joy and and acceptance rather than just just wanting to shut down and to hide. Uh, and then <laughs> one year I took a, a course to become a, a Bach flower remedy counselor mm. and just loved working with the remedies and loved how quickly they helped people adjust and adapt and, and move out of pain and into something that was more like acceptance mm. and showed them through their use how to, how to change those patterns, how to change those things that were so deeply entrenched in the physical and the, and the mental bodies. And during that time, the, the, my instructor, a woman named Karen Moreska from New York City, often mentioned angels. And and she talked about, the, well, the angels said this, and the angels said that. Mm-hmm. And during the year of study, I was so involved with the, the particulars of the study that I didn't uh, really ask her about that. And on the final day of our course, after the exam, I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> on the last Who day. Are, who are the angels? And she said, well, you know, angels, they exist amongst us. They are a part of us. We are a part of them. They are, a, you know, an, a, an energy of a higher you know, frequency than us most of the time. And they can give us information. They can teach us. They can guide us into other ways of looking at things and guide us into our own lives. And I said, well, sign me up. What do I do? <laughs> And, and it just happened that she was returning to Canada the next weekend to teach a course in, in helping people tune into their angels. So here I, I, you know, trotted off to the course the next weekend and instantly upon opening to the concept of angels, heard what the angels had to say yeah. and, and, and had this voluminous, almost rapturous stream of consciousness flowing through me all the time. I had to learn actually how to control it and how to tone it down and how to ask ask for it to be modulated a little bit. 
<laughs> so that I could function, you know, function still as a mother and a and a and a school bus driver and a caregiver. So it 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 was there. It was open. The floodgates were open. There was no way to turn it off. And from that point, I just, I worked with it. I let the angels help me understand what to do when. They would give me information about who to talk to, who to call, how to solve problems, what was going on in the grander scheme of things in the world. And, and, and that was that. Then they started to help me um, tell me who I should work with. They told me I should start counseling people. They told me when I should start charging money for it. It was a, it was a very, um, it was a beautiful unrolling of of who I was and and what I was meant to do, and and from there it's just been in sort of a an unlimited experience of opening my consciousness to those vaster states of awareness, finding different ways to work with it in my in my counseling and in my friendships and in my family relationships, and and taking myself to. I'll use the word higher, but just different and expanding levels of consciousness you know, through yoga and, and other things. Uh, and, and to me, it, it's infinite. There is no stopping it. I, I feel my heart, you know, that, that, that center, that part of my body speak to me with such clarity and, and such love all the time. Uh, that it's very, it would be very difficult for me to be fearful of almost anything, I think. Even, even, even if a lion were about to pounce on me, I'd sort of, I think I would think, hi. <laughs> you know, let's, let's see what happens next. Yeah. So, well, with such a greeting, uh, you might scare the lion away, actually. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is not your usual human. I'm going the other way. Yeah, when, I, when I think about it, I think it would be one of those instinctual uh, responses to something like an attack by a lion that would probably be the only thing that might actually scare me. <laughs> oh, now, um, so so you work with people like one on one, and what other ways do you work with them? Do you uh, go by phone, by Skype? Do they need to see you when you're working with them? Okay. Uh, just to answer that last part, no, they don't need to see me to work with me. And at this stage of my of my practice, uh, most of the people that I work with, I do just speak with them on the phone. I tend to use Skype more when I'm traveling and when I'm not at a, at a sort of a North American landline. Uh, so I found many, many years ago when I was doing just the angelic work, what I called angel listenings, where people would call and ask me questions and I would tune in and listen to what their angels had to say to them. I found that the energy was just as effective and just as deep and sometimes even deeper mm -hmm. when we weren't face to face. The reason for that being that we weren't dealing with personality and we weren't dealing with presentation of, of appearance. Mm -hmm. We were just working with the energies. So when I started to do the kind of counseling that I do now, it, it was a really easy step to take it to um, just working on the phone. The Skype is fun. It's, it's fun to see each other, but it's not as it's to me, it's not actually almost as real as just speaking to one another, which can almost be like a meditation and, or being, you know, speaking in person. There are some people that come to me in person very infrequently at, at this stage of the, of the game. Although I have thought that I would like to start leading some groups, leading some local groups and, and we'll see whether that develops or not. Uh, so Skype, by phone, by email. Um, I do a lot of, as well, I do a lot of just purely energy work where I, especially with, I'm finding with young, uh, young adults and with teenagers that a parent will call and say, things are really rough. I need some guidance. I need some insight. Can you help? And of course I can help. <laughs> I, uh, so what I would do is just tune into that, to the situation, tune into the family, tune into the individual and, and learn from their higher selves what it is that's going on. And from that point, I can work with them on that higher self energetic level, um, opening up different ideas, releasing tension, releasing fear, uh, communicating in ways that that clear clear the field so that whatever it is that's presenting itself in those appearance levels with family, with friends, with whatever the difficulty is, it, it the hold that it has is released and things can change. I also use my hands a lot energetically at a distance. Having done a lot of therapeutic touch, um, I, I feel that my hands, you know, full of light, 
can can assess an individual from a distance and can can release those places, can smooth things open so that the physical body is functioning in harmony with itself and with the emotions and the other senses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just I'll just add in here, but I'm sure most of your listeners know that I couldn't do any of these things unless there were some permission level granted from that other individual on some level. And and it's only I think once in in all of the years that I've been practicing that I encountered someone who was so resistant, even on that level, that they didn't want me to approach, and that was fine. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I really think that there's almost nothing that would be out of range of what I do. <laughs> Excuse mm-hmm. me. I I think that almost I I could work with almost anything and in almost any situation. It's a uh, it's because energy is energy. Energy can go anywhere. As the water flows, almost energy anywhere that it is released to, mm-hmm. so energy can be. Yes, yes, I, I completely agree. And uh, um, we had just experienced a little while ago uh, Stephen Salier, who is a, a guru of uh, Kundalini Yoga and Shaktipat meditation. So I don't know if mm-hmm. you had a chance, uh, Anatara, to to uh, sense his work. I know that we did a, a wide TV uh, special on him because he was teaching, you know, a few week course, mm-hmm. but he, Shaktipat meditation is the transference of energy. And uh, unbelievably, mm-hmm. this man has been able to master it like through the phones and be able uh. to teach it through the phones. And, you know, I'm encouraging uh. him to do it like, like on Skype as well. So, <laughs> but it yes, is amazing, definitely. you know, when it comes to, through, um, energy is energy, as you say, and that transference is unbelievable, no matter where you are. Very powerful. Yeah. It, it, you, you can't stop it. <laughs> um, so your, most of your work is done through your intuitive work because the, the angels, the angel listening is also part of the intuition all combined. Is it not? Uh, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. The, the, the channels that, that I use to listen to the angels through, or the, the channels that they speak to me through, are definitely a part of my intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a, they, they are the, the, the energetic beings that really taught me how to trust and to use my intuition. Mm-hmm. Now, recently you had um, a <laughs> magnificent experience. Would you like to share that with us? I would love to share that. Because I haven't even heard part of it either. <laughs> Well, well, the magnificent experience is that the a very close friend and and sort of the the guides from the from the world as it is gifted me with a trip to Hawaii's Big Island, and the the reason for this trip was to um, spend a week with a woman um, named Joan Ocean, who has been worth working with dolphins and whales for many, many years and has spearheaded in many ways a lot of the, of the consciousness that we have in our culture about the intelligence of these beings and about their abilities in other ways as well, and not to mention the wonder of, of being present with them. So we were we were planning to go to Hawaii for two weeks and to spend the first week, um, two, two girlfriends and myself, traveling around seeing the island, and then the, the second week being present with Joan in a workshop um, to learn about dolphins, whales, and time travel. And what happened was that in this first week that we were there, we discovered on our very first day in Kona, in downtown Kona, that we could enter the water and be with the wild dolphins, that that when you step into those beautiful blue and turquoise warm waters saturated with with the energy of the dolphins and I'll explain that a bit in a minute that you are instantly that you are available to them and they are available to you. Um, I, I suppose I felt that one had to know special things or be in a, in a certain framework in order to find them or in order to act, interact with them, but that, that definitely wasn't the case. So we spent our first week looking, looking for them, finding out which sacred bays and sacred beaches they went to, going into those waters, looking at the coral, looking at the fish, being a part of this magnificent natural aquarium. And and, and learning about how who the dolphins are and how they interact, and even as I speak to you about them, I, you know, I can sense that my energy has completely changed. It, you know, I'm I'm in my heart to a greater extent um, because 
through being with them, you become a you become a fluid expression of your heart as it is connected to them, to the water, and and to this multiverse that we exist in. They they instantly helped me uh, feel at peace. As I was looking through my mask, floating on the surface of the water. And I could feel my breathing want to slow, my breathing want to stop. Mm. I had to consciously, as they do, think about inhaling, think about taking a breath. And I felt this sense of peace permeate everything. Mm. And, and from that place, you find yourself in the, in the instantly open form and place of consciousness that you can find through meditation and that I like to believe I have been inviting my clients and my friends to <laughs> to come toward in, in my practice, but it's an it's a it's a more instantaneous thing. They they use their sonar to get to know you. You hear them clicking. You feel it entering you. You you know that you are safe, and you know that they are evaluating you in a way that you have not been evaluated before. You are being opened. You are being, um, you know, invited to share without any hesitation and without any um, any fear that there might be something inside that you don't want them to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we spend a lot of time guarding ourselves in in this life of ours, and and with them, you you none of that. It doesn't exist. It doesn't have to exist because there is this instant instant framework of trust. Um, so I knew before I went to Hawaii that things would change for me. I didn't know exactly how, and I had no way to anticipate the the sort of pod consciousness that I would enter into. And pod consciousness being so different from the that that um, you know Colette, my friend Colette always calls it the pack consciousness that we usually live in, uh, where we guard ourselves, where we have we have to to fight for position and hierarchy. It doesn't seem to exist when you're with the dolphins. You are at one with them; they are at one with you. They they live their life in this beautiful spiraling of motion, coming up to take breath and then going down and and you learn and see that you can live that way too you can live without the baggage of homes and cars and degrees and and ideas that we have and we hold on to so intensely in this lifetime and and you can be a part of a of a of an ebb and a flow that includes everyone and everything and still allows an individual to have its own have its own form. Mm. Um, I I feel so much more relaxed about so many things that I didn't know I wasn't relaxed about before I went away. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I, you know, I can say even I have achieved a greater level of trust um, about about life, about what's coming in, in these changes that we know are happening this year for us on Earth, and and in and in in timing, I, I think that my sense of time has even further further dissipated. I don't need it. I can still live by it. I can I can make choices to be at a certain place in a certain time, but it's it's a looser. It has a looser dynamic to it. It has a looser dimension. Everything is simpler everything is looser mm -hmm. you know so so now i find that you know in working with people as soon as i start to open to a to an individual this big heart space is there and it's bigger than it used to be and it's clearer than it used to be it's less um it's less cumbersome it's less encumbered by other things that might have been present there mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. I, I actually feel that the fields around me the energetic fields around me are are bigger. They can be felt at a at a greater distance, I think, than they used to be, even by people who don't know what they're feeling. <laughs> yeah. So does does that? Do you feel like you mm. that 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 makes sense? That I've explained it clearly enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very beautiful. Um, I know that I've been in the waters with dolphins before, but that was more of an enclosed area. You were in the ocean mm -hmm. where they have their freedom and their freedom mm -hmm. of choice. Um, I was in a place where these dolphins were saved from 
whatever aquarium, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you know they were, but they were the their energies were still very beautiful, and and to be able to touch them and feel them is, is magnificent. Um, so when I mean when you were approached i mean did the dolphins come to you were they so was there mm -hmm. like a pot of them with you okay. all in the water yes yeah good questions very practical questions uh well you put yourself into the water and for me it's an, a phenomenal experience I'm, I'm a swimmer i swim two kilometers a day in a pool but you put me in the ocean a warm ocean and you let me just stretch out and swim and already i think i felt like a dolphin <laughs> and so you put yourself in the water and you swim out to where you've seen seen their fins. You see them rising to take their breaths. And as you float there, the, the, at first, when you first meet a pod, so the first time you meet a particular pod or the first time, on a, or the first time of the day, you swim out and you let them find you. And you let them sonar you. And you let them evaluate you. And you let them find you wherever it is that you're at and once they do that and share that information with one another then they approach you even more closely mm. so you can look up at one time and, and there was one day when there were there were 400 of them around us um, but usually it's probably more 30 to 50 of them in a in a in a group swimming around you and and there'll be groups of three or four there'll be groups of 10 there'll be groups of 20 that are circling around you in the water wow. and you can you can join them and swim with them in the patterns that they're swimming uh, and if they're going too quickly for you and you want to get a little bit closer you can just f feel the thought could you please move a little bit more close uh, slowly or I can't quite I'm not quite keeping up to you and they will slow down to be with you hmm. uh, and so, so you just you enter into this oneness with them. You enter into this this perfection of just sharing space with them. And I actually found that I could see the energetic fields around them. I could see the fields around them as individuals. I could see that see a field that was a joining of all of their fields. And then I could feel when my field merged with them. Mm -hmm. So, and that's that's the feeling of oneness, the feeling of acceptness, the podness that just doesn't go away. And you start to feel that as well about all of the human individuals that have been in the water with you, mm -hmm. <laughs> sharing the same experiences. Um, so the, the pods would come and go. They, they go to different bays on different days. Sometimes they're not there at all. Sometimes there's more than one pod group there together. Sometimes they come from great distances and, and come together. It, it, it varies. It, there's a flow. And, and you, you simply, one just simply joins it. It's, it's, it's just, it's the most remarkable experience I've ever had. It sounds magnificent, uh, Anatara. It's the, I'm envious. <laughs> um, well, I truly, I, I was just going to say that I truly believe having had the experience that if every individual on the planet could allow themselves to experience the dolphins, even in a portion, to a portion of what I did, that there wouldn't be any war. You know, mm -hmm. all of this, all of the hate and fear that we have would dissipate. It, it, it would have no place to exist. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's naive. Maybe that's hopeful. To me, it just feels like that's what it is. And I firmly believe that the messages that the dolphins are here to share with us is this, is this message of oneness, is this message of feel who you are now and know that you have these, these, these multi, you, you are multi-sensory beings that can, can open in every one of your senses to this multiverse that we exist in and can can feel safe in a sharing of this space that we have here together it's it is to me it's the epitome of what is now through um through your most recent experience of course and and uh um what i say would be a continuation of the spiritual growth as well um, you were speaking that you may begin to do some workshops and integrate the dolphins into your workshops. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes, I've been I've been teaching people in groups and individuals how to feel feel their intuitive senses, how to tune in to what what their intuition is, and how to learn the language of 
what one's intuition is so that you can interact with it and actually use it to to create change and create things in your life. And through my experience with the dolphins and having had my my intuitive senses heightened and opened, I know that I now have a new perspective on that and a new way to explain it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a new way and a new way to in- introduce it. But also I have the ability, different abilities now to literally help you help anyone um, feel the intuition, feel their intuitive senses. So I, I actually, we, through Yoga Hub, you and I mm-hmm. are planning to, to present a workshop based on this sometime in September. Mm-hmm. So that will be, it probably won't be the first, my first experimentation with it, using it in a, in a workshop setting or a seminar setting, but it, it will be a, an excellent way to, to put that out there to the greater, you know, to the greater numbers of people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know that between now and then, how this actually develops will be shown to me. I will know exactly what to do and how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and with, with, um, with Colette and some of my other, um, you know, friends and podmates from the workshop that, that I, I just attended, in, <laughs> that I just attended in Hawaii, um, we are planning to actually um, create um, a journey for people, um, a workshop for people in Hawaii, and are aiming right now at sometime in October. So that is it's it's developing, but it already is. It mm. already exists. It, it it will happen in whatever way we know that we are to do it. Yes, so yes, yes. yes the, well, the work is have to interview out. something together. <laughs> <laughs> Most uh, definitely. <laughs> so uh, with these. Um, Coming back really to intuition, which is really the basis of, of a lot of this, um, what what would you say uh, to the audience? I mean, especially people who've heard about it, people who are not familiar. I mean, you know, we've all heard, oh, you know, use your intuition. You know, which what choice are you going to make? Use your intuition. And so many people, though, we question our intuition. Anatara, we question it because sometimes it's not what we want to hear. <laughs> you know, it's oh, really? like, no, go do it, don't do it. And you're going, but I really want to do this. <laughs> you know? um, so how, what would you suggest for the people who are just venturing into this realm or just wanting to know that little bit more about how to or what to do? Okay. Excellent, excellent question. Um, you're right um, when you say that we all, we all, we all know in some way um, what we what we call our intuition. We are familiar with. We have a relationship with what we feel is our intuition. So the, the easiest way to describe that is that there are sometimes when we have no idea where an idea came from, or an affirmation to a question, or an aha moment. We don't know where that information came from. We don't know who gave it to us. We don't know um, if our mind made it up or if someone gave us the idea or if we just all of a sudden knew something. But we know something for certain. We know something with some sort of of um, certainty that we feel safe to say, oh, that's my intuition. And in general, when our intuition is that, um, for, for most of us, when our intuition is that sure and that specific, it's it's information about something that's very vital to us. Um, it, it may be that we're having a problem and, and we want to know how to solve it and all of a sudden we know. Or it may be that something's really been bothering us for a long time and all of a sudden we see the other side of it, what, whatever it is. Those moments of hearing clearly uh, almost anything that, that has to do with us, hearing clearly from a place that doesn't feel only like our mind, you know, only like a mind thought, that is our intuition. And we're not, unfortunately, we're not invited as, as um, children in general to really trust that sense, that fifth, that sixth, that seventh, that eighth sense, whatever it is. We're not told that is the most important sense <laughs> that we want you to develop. Instead, we're, we're taught to uh, think about things, to evaluate things with our minds, to trust the physical senses because they help the body survive. 
and to trust the mind because obviously it knows what's right. Uh, and it can be trusted. It can be scientifically verified, perhaps. <laughs> we, we have a thought and there's a reason for that. Um, but we're not taught to believe in the beauty and the wonder of the information that comes from our intuition. And the information flows to, through to the intu intuition from those levels of higher consciousness, of other awareness um, that, that are all around us all the time. It comes from those other levels of the multiverse that I've been, you know, talking about in the past little while. And really, the truth, the truth of who we are, the truth of what we need, the truth of how our life is to be um, staged in many ways comes from what the higher levels of consciousness know about us and how our heart relates to those higher levels of consciousness. So to me, the intuition is this, it's a dialogue. It's a voice speaking to us through our hearts from those higher levels of consciousness, speaking to us about things that are that really cannot be ignored and cannot be denied. So you started out by asking, um, what can people do? Uh, the first thing is to, to be aware that you have this beautiful and dynamic and incredible capacity to listen, to listen to those other places, to hear truth for yourself without having to ask someone else about it. And there's nothing wrong with asking someone else about it, but as well, let us start to rely on what we can hear for ourselves. So we start that by... Um, Putting ourselves, and I, I like to say, in a state of meditation, it can just be quiet solitude. It can be sort of a peaceful moment of being. And, and you can do that by meditating specifically, by listening to beautiful music, by sitting outside under a tree that you particularly like, um, by floating in the bathtub, whatever works for you. But put yourself into a place where you can let your body relax, and then you can start to let your mind relax. And by letting your mind relax, I simply mean being observant of what comes up, what thoughts are, are drifting through you, and allowing them to drift through without attaching your thoughts to them, without attaching any set of evaluation um, to it. And when you find yourself in as peaceful a mode as you can, think of something that you'd like to have an answer about. Uh, it may be as simple as, uh, should I call my friend today? And because you've been thinking about it, because you've been wondering whether she, maybe she needs something, because you're wondering whether this is the day you should go out and see her. And, and ask. Ask your intuition and ask the multiverse to give you an answer. Should I go and see my friend today? And see what comes. See what happens. You may get a yes. You may get a no. You may get a, a sort of a neutral feeling. You may not have any sort of response whatsoever. And start to, to look at what some of those responses are. Start to experiment by taking action with some of those responses and, and see where that leads you. You're going to start to find that, you, that there's a certain feeling and a certain sensation to the answers you get to questions that you ask. And you're going to allow yourself to start in a place in a way that feels safe to ask questions that your intuition will answer for you. It's really important with some of this, this practicing that you make sure that you are paying attention to what the mind might be telling you about a question and what your intuition might be telling you about a question. Mm -hmm. And what I've just described is the essence of what I teach um, in the workshops that I've done with you and in other things that I will continue to <laughs> teach. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you, uh, Anatara. Um, I know that there are several, several people listening through the phone lines. Um, please uh, be aware that you can press star two to raise your hand on our screen if you have a question to ask Anatara. And uh, those of you who are actually viewing it online, you are more than welcome to type in your question or comment into the little box that is right below the screen there. You might have to scroll down a little bit, but there is a box there that you can type in your question or comment if you have any for Anatara. And someone actually has, Colette has actually, um, has a comment that she made here um, and Colette was the individual that uh, basically invited you and gifted you the dolphin experience. Indeed. <laughs> and this is uh, Colette's experience that she'd like to share. Uh, before I went to the dolphins, I was a floater. 
I preferred to be on the water and only tolerated being in it. As the two weeks went on, I became more and more comfortable with the water. Now I go to the pool every day and I absolutely love it. After the swim, I feel purified, grounded, and clear for the rest of my day. Absolutely nothing that my mind thinks is a problem <laughs> can exist through the powerful purification of water. I have become a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it was it was listening. Is that it? Yes. Is that the end yes. of the comment? Okay. In listening to you, Colette, I immediately had um, a memory of one of the times we were swimming with the dolphins. Actually, it happened more than once where we'd be swimming along, and often when you're with the dolphins, you feel that you're the only one there. It feels like it's you and this whole pot of dolphins, and you feel you start to recognize and feel the other human beings, but only as part of the pod, the greater pod. But I remember so many times with you, Colette, swimming along and you know, you swim with your arms at your side and you're just kicking your feet and all of a sudden our hands would be touching. We'd be side by side and our hands would be touching. And the the heart awareness and the heart heart consciousness felt in those moments was as as magnificent as anything I've ever felt in my whole life. And and what it is is exactly what she was describing, just describing. Um you you know that the water supports and holds you. You know that the water is giving you signals and information. You know that the water is caressing you and, and helping you achieve a symmetry with yourself, with your friends, with the dolphins, with the earth, with all of the thoughts that exist here. And that it, it, it's... I, 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 there aren't really any words. That, that it is. It all just is. And being in the water and being with the dolphins, and being with a friend is the demonstration of the perfection of being and the perfection of living that I believe we are all transitioning into. So thank you, Colette. Yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful experience. Thank you for sharing that with us, Colette. Because uh, Now, were you in uh, snorkel gear or were you in mm -hmm. uh, diving uh, like with um, tanks we, and we everything? Were, no, we weren't diving. We were snorkeling. Uh, we, I, I wore a wetsuit. Colette wore a wetsuit just because we get cold and we could stay in a lot longer if we had them on. But there were days when it was warm enough where it was just the mask and snorkel and the, and the fins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, that makes you feel more like a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> when you're free of everything, right? When you don't have to cover up your skin just to stay warm. <laughs> right, right. Um, I'm looking here. Uh, I'm told that there's another question that came through. And I don't quite see it. Uh, oh, it's, uh, there's a hand up. Uh, so can we patch them in, Segovia? Hello. Hello. Welcome to uh, Trinity of Life. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we can. Can you hear the individual, uh, Anatara? Yes, I can hear him. Yes, hi, great. hi, Ernie. Hi, hi Anatara. <laughs> you get. <laughs> <laughs> And broke her hair as well. Um, you mentioned the, the workshop. Uh, what I wanted to know was, uh, is the the workshop you're planning in October, is it dependent upon going to the one in September? No, not at all. Okay. No, they are in, independent, independent of one another. It's funny. I had this thought this week that I would love to somehow set up a scholarship fund <laughs> for all of all of the individuals who may want to attend the workshop in October and might not have the funds to get there, uh, because getting to Hawaii is is not necessarily that inexpensive. And just hearing hearing you made me think of that. <laughs> yeah. And what would be really interesting as well, Anatara, is to actually integrate the two of them in some way. Oh, that would be great. So that you so, know, so, everyone has mm -hmm. that that uh, that flow towards it, and then they get to experience it on the physical as well. Now that, that's an that's an excellent idea, and I'm you know it, that's very possible. It's, it's, I love the way ideas you know come about and come up. I think that a lot of what we will do in in Hawaii in October will be you know what we've done already on the you know in the workshop, but it's it that's an option. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Ernie, are you still there? I'm still here. Yeah, right. three of us are still here. Jennifer. Hi. <laughs> oh, you Hi, have everyone. you have a pod over there. We do have a pod. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Annie, Tara. Hi, Jen. Hi, Brooke. Hi. I just wanted to say how you described.
describe um, allowing people to, or, or, or how you connected with people and, and the kind of help that you were able to give them exactly described what you did for me. And mm. it's, it's just so comforting to know that, that when, when there's a, an uncomfortable place that I'm in, that there's a way out of it. So it's, 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 um, it's very, very special. So I'll always be grateful to you. And it's just, it's, it's, I, I don't quite know how to say how special it is, but it, how you described it was exactly, exactly right. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jen. And it's really important for me to emphasize as well that when I am, in quotes, helping someone, I am as well becoming part of that flow and it's and it's just as enlightening and supportive for me as it is for anyone else so so thank you for pointing that out from my direction as well well you know anatara the uh, cherokee believe that they're here to bring light and manifest good in all beings i think you must be cherokee <laughs> I, I would love to be cherokee <laughs> it's lovely it really is quite something because it, it can be quite a confusing place to live in this world mm -hmm. when we try so hard and we work so hard and we love the people in our lives and when things get turned around and, and in a mess and we don't know how to find our way out, it, it's quite amazing to have it all melt away and it, it becomes easy. It, it's quite it's quite something when that happens. So it, I just I just wanted to to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you, Jen. I love you. <laughs> um, I have a question for Ernie, Jen, and Brooke, who are listening right now. How did you come to um, work with Anatara? Well, um, I was hanging on by my fingernails, so to speak, because my mother had been plegic um, and in crazy, mm -hmm. uncurable pain for about 30 years, and I was, my family was financially devastated, and I, as their daughter, I was trying to support them, and it was very, very difficult. It was heartbreaking. So I was, I was at a breaking point myself, and I, I saw Anatara on a, a community TV show, and I, I knew that I could contact her, so I did, and immediately, um, it was the, the, uh, I think it was the second sentence out of her mouth that told me or gave me what I needed to, to hear to be able to heal. And it was, it was just remarkable. Mm. So I still remember what it was. It was, um, it was, um, it was sometimes, uh, we, when we're, because we're human, we believe that we're responsible for the people that we love and the people that are in our lives. But really, we're only responsible for ourselves, and that the other people's um, joys and pains are for them. And because my mom had suffered so much, I was always trying to help. So that's how I was stuck. So it was just remarkable to have it all melt away with that that little bit of information. Mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to say that, you know, hearing the, your stories and remembering what it was like to, to come to know you through, through the listenings and, and then through friendship after that, uh, that what the angels taught me more than anything and what tuning into these other levels of awareness has taught me more than anything, and the dolphins have taken this to yet another level, is that, you know, as humans, we, we are traditionally limited by what our thoughts can allow us to believe and, and see and that there is this whole other world and perspective out there that we that we don't find we don't know where to find it and we don't know how to find it and what the two of you have just described is that that i was able to show you where that was and and that really is exactly what um i feel that i'm all about <laughs> so thank you for making it so simple <laughs> Anatara, we have a comment uh, that has come in, um, and this is from Leslie. Um, I have known Anatara for about 20 years, and she has been truly an angel in my life. I've experienced many challenges in my life where Anatara has been there to guide me through. She is truly gifted with a huge heart and amazing, uh, and an amazing intuition. Thank you, Anatara. Love, Leslie. Oh. Uh. 
Thank you, Leslie. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie, for writing in. And uh, we do have another caller that has a hand up. Hello, can we, you hear me? Yes, we can. We have you on the line here. Okay, it, it's Leslie. Oh, I, I just I just read your comment, <laughs> Leslie. No, hi, Leslie. Yes, I um I just wanted to expand and, and let you know that um, what I was saying in my comments is that you know there's been many times in my life where I just didn't know how I was going to get through. Um, my husband and I were trying to have children for ten years, and, and you know I'd, I'd lost a child through um, through an adoption process and had many miscarriages, and, and um, I just didn't know how I was going to make it through. And she was always there to let me see what would, what, what the big picture was. Because I find when you're going through some tough times, you can't see. You can't see the big picture. You can't see what's really going on. And she just gives you a whole different perspective and helps you back into your heart. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we ended up adopting a, a baby girl a couple of years ago and, and I'm, and I just couldn't have done it all without Anna Tara in my life in the last 20 years. And thank you. Oh, beautiful. Oh, oh Leslie. <laughs> it's, it, to all of you, you know, it has been such a, an absolute, an absolute joy and an absolute honor to, to be present with those really, really important and essential parts of who you are and, and to, to know through my, through my listening and my intuition with you who, who you are at your essence levels and, and your love and your, you know, your beingness and your, your seekings and searchings. Oh, have just have filled me up so, so completely. I, you know, thank you. (laughs) I love you all. I look forward to swimming with the dolphins in October. Well, Leslie, you're going to have to bring you're going to have to bring your child along with you in that case because uh, uh, I know it's very powerful, especially for the little ones to be in the water with the dolphins. Blessings, oh. Anatara. Well, it's taking us to the top of our hour here. So one, so many wonderful blessings from all the people that you've gifted. Isn't that magnificent? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, you know, it makes me feel so grateful, so grateful to have known them all mm-hmm. and to continue to know them all. Absolutely. As, as your pod begins to grow further and further. <laughs> uh, so Anatara, is there a, um, a thought or, um, some wisdom that you would like to share with our audience before we end this? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Um, I really know, and I was going to say I feel and or I believe, but I know that the the process of becoming um, human in all ways that we are here to be human in or as is about expanding our, our levels of communication and and investing in the kinds of communication we have with everything that's around us with this multiverse that I've been mentioning so to expand communication means that we that we reach out and then we receive because there are so many levels and so many ways that we can receive things in this in this burgeoning expanse of excitement that's happening for us as, as humans and the 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 currency or the um i'm thinking of electrical current so it's more like the current of what's happening here and now is that everything that you know the dial has been turned up the gauge has been turned up we are are receiving frequencies that that are are faster um more loving broader, bigger, more exciting, more dynamic, more powerful than anything we felt before in these human lives that we're having. And we need to tune ourselves up. We need to open those tuning forks and open so that we can hear and feel and see and avail ourselves of what's possible, what's possible for us to receive and what's possible for us to do. And and through through working with our intuitions, 
we we definitely open the open our receivers. We open those gates that can let that information come through. So that the heart expands, the mind becomes a tool of the heart rather than the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that so that we can become clear and we can function as the earth changes as we change. And and now having discovered how how easily the dolphins can amplify that for us, we can we can work within their spheres and within their energies to do exactly what I was just describing: mm-hmm. become bigger, yeah. <laughs> become better. Um, become more aware, become more of who we're here to be. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Anatara, for joining us today. And I know that you're coming back. <laughs> oh, great. I know that <laughs> through intuition. <laughs> my, my intuition says the same thing. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I, and I hope everyone who's joining us today has enjoyed this time with you. This little, little, little essence of time with you. And uh, will join us again uh, next week and the following weeks. And especially as we kind of, uh, you know, that build around that, uh, that workshop of yours for September. I think uh, that's going to be very interesting, how we might be able to integrate it with everything else that you're doing. I know that we can. <laughs> oh, I know we can. Thank you so much, Christina. It's, uh, as it's been an honor to work with all of my friends and, and clients, it's been an honor to be here too. Thanks. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.